This
Good morning. Hello, good morning. Good morning, Sunshine. Good morning, Sunshine. You know, I guess we're the first two. <laughs> I was like, okay, what's going on? I called in and nobody answered. I said, wait, because I know I want to hit Dion this morning. Lord have mercy. I know that's right. I got my paper and pen socket right down. What scripture oh she God. wants to read? Mm. 
Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. <laughs> they got two minutes to get to try to get on. Yeah, but somebody's already somebody should be in position, and there's more people usually on the call at five fifty nine. Oh. Good morning, this Miss B. Good morning, Ms. Good morning, Declare Victory. This is Valacita, who's on the line. Hey, Valacita, this is Ms. B. Good morning, Ms. B. Happy Wednesday to you. Happy Wednesday, sweetie. Thank you. Good morning, Good morning. Sunshine. Good morning, Sunshine. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Good morning, Sister Tracy. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Sister Tracy. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Can I put in the prayer request real quickly? Sure. So yesterday, I just went to a funeral. Um, I'm just asking you guys to continue to lift up Jackie Tennant and Bill Gibson. And there was a lady that was Jackie's mother's friend that came into the funeral home yesterday. I don't know her name. She walked in and she said, Barbara, and hit the floor and died. They tried to resuscitate the lady, but they couldn't bring her back. I don't know her name. Just lift her up in prayer, her family. Okay. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Good morning, Sister Lisa. Happy Wednesday. God bless everyone in the car. My prayers go to that family as well. Hey, hey. Good morning. Sister Yvonne, happy Wednesday to you. Did you just say that tomorrow is your birthday? Yeah. yeah. All right. How exciting. All right. Well, happy early birthday to you. Thank <laughs> you. You're so welcome. Good morning, morning it's Diane. <laughs> Good morning, Susie. Good morning, Diane. Happy Wednesday to both of you. Thank you. Happy Wednesday. Thank happy you. Wednesday to you, Diane. You too, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Good morning, you. happy Wednesday. It's Danielle. Good morning, Danielle. Happy Wednesday. Good to hear you. Good morning. Thank you so much. Good morning. Good morning, happy Wednesday. Uh, it's Kemper. 
Good morning, Kimber. Happy Wednesday to you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning. Happy Wednesday, Brother Michael speaking. Good morning, Brother Michael. Happy Wednesday to you. Good morning. It's Krishanda. Morning, Valacita. Good morning, Declare Vicky family. God bless you all. Thank you. And good morning, Krishanda. Happy Wednesday to you. Can I ask if, if you've already spoken, um, if you could place your phone on mute? Thanks so much. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Who's on the line? Good morning, Valacita. It's Christina Joy. Good morning, Christina Joy. Thank you. Happy Wednesday to you as well. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Salasita, who's on the line. Hey, good morning, Vivi. It's Vivi. I love you. Blessings to Ashanti. Good morning. Thank you. Happy Wednesday to you and to Miss River. <laughs> good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Salasita, who's on the line. Good morning, it's beloved Barb. Everyone have a wonderful Wednesday. Love you, Declare Victory. Good morning, beloved Barb. Good to hear your sound. Happy Wednesday to you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita, who's on the line. Is there anyone else that would like to say good morning before we begin the hosting? Good morning, this is Mary. Good morning, Mary. Happy Wednesday to you. Good same to you. God bless. Thank you so much. Okay, at this time, I'm going to ask everyone to please place their phones on mute and we'll begin the hosting. Good morning, everyone. My name is Valuable Valacita and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central Standard, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard, to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Be sure to continue calling in to join us for the month of April, where our monthly theme is entitled Mindset. The declarers will focus on the importance of having the right mindset to follow Christ and execute his will. Make sure you invite a friend so they can be blessed as well. There are two announcements today. 
Today is the day that declare victory fast for anything that you maybe believe in the Lord for. If you would like to join in, push back your plate or something that you spend a lot of time doing and offer this time to the Lord in prayer. We will be fasting all day until 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time when we'll call back into the same phone number and have a quick, quick closing prayer. Second, we would like to offer you an opportunity to put God first in the area of your finances. Our mission at Declare Victory is to offer sound declarations based on biblical truths along with prayer during the week and outreach participation to serve our communities in need. Will you partner with Declare Victory by giving to support our mission? There are three ways to give. You can give at declarevictory.org or through PayPal at paypal.me forward slash declarevictory or through Cash App at dollar sign I declare victory now. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in Him. We have some written and spoken prayer requests. The first one is from Tara. She's requesting prayer that she gets a promotion that that she's seeking at her job. She's asking for prayer also that she receives funding for an opportunity with her small business. And she's also asking for prayer for healing for her son's knee. Ms. Sister Tracy is asking us to continue praying for Jackie Tennant and Mel Gibson. And also for um, the family of someone who was also at the funeral who um, passed away right there at the funeral. So let's just lift up that person. She didn't know the person's name, but um, we'll just, God knows who that is. So we'll um, lift them up in prayer. Lift up the family. Okay, the order of the call is as follows. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Sabrina. Declaration by Dion. Then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by the Declare. I'll repeat the order. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Sabrina. Declaration by Dion. And then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by the Declare. The scripture for today is from Romans chapter 8, verse 5. For those who are according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who are according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you please place your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to Sabrina. Have a blessed day. Hallelujah. Good morning, Heavenly Father. Holy Spirit, we welcome you into this day. We welcome you into this moment. We welcome you into our lives, our plans, our agenda for the day. We welcome you to have your way, Holy Spirit. We recognize off top that you are our guide. You are our compass. And so we acquiesce to whatever your will is for the day, we get out of the way as we exchange our will for yours. Father, we bless you for allowing us to see the dawning of the new day. We bless you for seeing us safely through the night. We bless you for your goodness and your mercy that continues to encamp round about us, God, in the form of angels, in the form of mercy, in the form of grace. Father, We stand in this moment with complete gratitude for all that you've done, for all that you are, 
for all that you will be, we recognize you as our creator, the creator of the universe, the all-sufficient one who fails not, Father. We bless you in this moment. Before we ask you for anything, God, we dare not come before your presence seeking your your hand before we seek your face. And so we welcome you, God, into this moment with adoration. We welcome you into this moment with astonishment of just how great you are. You're all-knowing. You're all-wise. You're all encompassing. You are amazing. At the dawn of the day before the sun even comes up, as the sun and the moon exchange their posts for their assignment, God, for this day that you alone have created, we stand in recognition that you are the God of the universe. There is none other like you. There'll be none other in your place. You are king of all kings. You are the Lord of all lords. You are the only true and living God. And it is an honor and a privilege to command our flesh to bow before you. We thank you this morning. There is nothing that we have. There is nothing that we will achieve. There is nothing that we will accomplish that we will do outside of you. It is you who gives us the mind to work. It is you that works out the will of your good pleasure in our lives. So, Father, we surrender on today. Your word says, let this mind be in you that was also in Christ Jesus. And so we welcome the mindset of Christ Jesus on today. We welcome the mindset of surrender. We welcome the mindset, God, that has us in a place of sacrifice and obedience. Father, we welcome you. Hallelujah. We welcome you. We welcome you. We welcome you. God, we welcome you. Father, we thank you, hallelujah, for your plans and your purpose and your, what you've destined for this day. We, we thank you for the assignment that has already been set out as we move throughout the course of today. God, we thank you for what you purpose for us to do, for who you purpose for us to encounter. Father, we thank you for even as we wait while we wait. God, we thank you for what you have designed for us to get out of this day. Father, we bless your name as we lift up those that are preparing to go out into the marketplace. Father, we thank you for how you will use them as ambassadors on today. Hallelujah, how they will stand in representation of you. Father, we come against the demonic trinity of me, myself, and I. Father, we renounce anything that looks like selfishness, anything that looks like pride and ego. Father, we renounce that today. Hallelujah, if that was our mindset, me, myself, and I, we come against that today before we, because we realize, God, that as we crucify our flesh daily, that is us making the decision that it is not about me, Father, it is all about you, it's all about kingdom. So, Father, we ask that you would just use us however you see fit. We pray that we stand in a place that we can be recognized as vessels of honor and not dishonor. So as we walk into the marketplace, as we go throughout our day, God, we represent you and you alone. Father, we thank you in advance for protecting our children as they get ready to go out into the schools. Father, we hear daily about mass shootings across this nation. And, Father, we just take a moment to say thank you 
for protecting our children and our grandchildren, our nieces and our nephews, God, from dangers seen and unseen, from evil lurking in the minds of people. Father, we thank you that you continue to protect the mental health and wellness of those of us who have made a decision to stand in the gap. Hallelujah. For those of us that have made a decision to stand in opposition of the evil one, we thank you for how you continue to keep our bodies and how you continue to keep us motivated to fight the good fight of faith. Father, we thank you that all that we do is for the advancement of the kingdom so that you will be glorified. Hallelujah. We thank you. So as we do your will, God, you continue to watch over our families and we bless Bless you for that. We thank you for how you provide us with protection as we go up and down the highway. Father, we thank you for that. Hallelujah. There was 2022. Hallelujah. Statistics say there were more shootings on the freeway in East County and Contra Costa County. But Father, your grace has been sufficient. We thank you for that. Father, we lift up those that are standing in need of healing on today, whether it's healing in their bodies, in their minds, in their spirits. We lift up those that have broken spirits on today because of bereavement. Father, we lift up Jackie and Mel Gibson. We lift up the family of those that are bereaved. Suddenly, Father, we ask that you would do what only you can do, and that's bring comfort and peace. Father, we know that all things work together for good, God. And even when we lose people, Father, we know that it is in your will. So, Father, we ask that you would just comfort, hallelujah, and teach us how to be comforters. Father, we lift up Tara as she seeks promotion and elevation at work. We ask that you would do what only you can do, and that's open doors that no man can close. Your word says that the king's heart is in your hands, and you turn it whatsoever way you will. So, Father, we know that you already know the petition. You already know the need, even as it relates to her small business, even as it relates to her son's healing. So we take the time to thank you in advance that your will is being done. Father, even as we prepare our prayer request, God, we ask that you will give us the mindset to ask for the things that are in your will according to your will. Hallelujah. Your words implores us to seek ye first the kingdom of God and everything else will be added. So, Father, we only want what you want on today. We know what our prayer request is, but we want what you want. And so, Father, we ask that your will will be done on earth as it already is in heaven. We lift up those that are in hospitals, those that are in skilled nursing homes, those that are in various stages of recovery. And, Father, the first thing we do is thank you for sustaining their life. We recognize that you are the giver of all life. And so we thank you for your sustaining power. We thank you for their keeping power. Father, we lift up those that are working in hospitals and facilities. We thank you for their tenacity. We thank you for how you speak to even their mind and give them the wisdom to minister care. Father, we just ask that you would do again what only you can do even across this nation. Father, we need a revival. Hallelujah. We look at all the things that are happening, and God, we are I am asking that, God, you would just touch every heart that stands open to you, every church, every pastor, and that you would give them the ear to hear that Zion is calling to us to a higher place, Father, and I'm praying that at some point we will have the mindset and the heart to answer the call 
Hallelujah. We've been doing ministry, but we haven't been doing kingdom. God, I'm asking that you would affect change on today and that you would let that change start right here and declare victory. God, that you would give us the emotion to answer the call that Zion is calling. You're calling us to a higher place of prayer, a higher place of praise, a higher place of action. Hallelujah. You're calling us out of inaction. Hallelujah. Into motion to expand the kingdom by any means necessary. Zion is calling. And on this morning, as we get ready to take our phones off of mute, we say yes to the call. As we get ready to take our phones off of mute into corporate praise, we're not asking you for anything but to open up the eyes of our heart, to illuminate our assignment on today, to make it plain so that we can run this race with tenacity and with the energy to expand your kingdom. Father, we realize that the time is winding up. It's short, but God, we have good energy. We're ready to run with the horsemen. Hallelujah. So we bless you on today as we take our phones off of mute for this assignment. We bless you for your day. We bless you, God, for how you will show up in our lives. We bless you for the victory that you're going to give us. We bless you for the glory that we're going to give you. Thank you. 
favorite day of the week. It's Wait While We Wait Wednesday. And um, as always, as uh, we consistently fast on Wednesday, um, today I declare prophetically that this is a day of fasting that the Lord has called. There are things shifting and turning in the atmosphere, and I don't want any of us to miss anything uh, that God has already established from the foundation of the earth for us in this day. Um, I pray that you would join us in simply pushing back your plate just for a few little hours from now until 5 p.m., um, that, that God would give you clarity, that he'd give you great understanding, that he'd give you uh, keys and access to places in the kingdom and spirit realm that would shift the trajectory of your life, but not just your life, the life of your children and your children's children and your children's children's children. Uh, I pray that even today's sacrifice speak into future generations like never before. I thank God as always for the opportunity to uh, not just glorify him, but I thank him for the opportunity to even open my mouth and speak anything concerning kingdom principles and kingdom laws and spiritual legislation in that we are called to greater. We are called to more. We are called to next level living. And I pray this morning that uh, something is imparted that would supernaturally transition your understanding into kingdom realm, into the heavenlies, into secret places that your desire, that you begin to crave him even the more um, as we walk into this specific dispensation that you were assigned to before the foundation of the earth because you were created to make change, because you were created to be the difference, because God has given you uh, access and the keys to walking in dominion and authority in every area of your life. I pray prophetically and I declare over every life under the sound of my voice that from this day forward, even your view, your skew, your lens, your idea, your concept, your credence, your um, specific agenda be transitioned, be shifted, be altered, that you would have a kaleidoscope moment that even how you view yourself as it relates to resource is shifted. Amen. Amen. I'm excited this morning. Um, I thank God for uh, revelation. I thank God for relationship. But more importantly, I thank him for the ability to operate with a mind to implement change, to institute different, to constitute better. I thank God for uh, even how he aligned all things to operate according to what the word of God declares about his children. And so uh, this morning, uh, not that it's a part two, but it'll be a second look at uh, from a different view of our relationship uh, and our mindset concerning finances, right? I want to I want to look into that a little bit more. Um, Prosperous, thank you. 
Uh, you may not be on the call just yet, but thank you for your text message uh, that you sent on yesterday. I got a text message <laughs> from Prosperous Pam, and she said, Pastor Dion, did you know that this month is uh, raising public awareness of financial literacy, maintaining money and money management, right? So this month is Financial Literacy Month, and there is, I guess, what's called uh, a Youth Financial Literacy Day introduced by the National Endowment for Financial Education. <laughs> and so a question was, did you know that before you shared what you shared uh, on Monday, and I said, absolutely not. I had no prior knowledge, and <laughs> it was not necessarily my agenda to speak about money. But how many of you know that when you yield access for full use via Holy Spirit, is He will always um, point you in the proper direction if, in fact, you are open to it. Right? He will lead you to better. He will lead you to higher, higher in your thinking, higher in your living, higher in your understanding. But more importantly, and I'm going to say this because uh, even as I speak, and for those of you that have a language, do me a favor, uh, just in internally, war, right? Because what the enemy would love is that we stay ignorant, right? We know without a shadow of a doubt the people perish for lack of knowledge. What we don't know is traumatic spiritually, mentally, emotionally, financially, right? It is our responsibility to educate ourselves in every area of our life in the natural as well as in the spirit realm. Notice that today is the 12th. Uh, day of April. It's the 12th day of April. You know anything? I, I didn't even think about it until right this second. Um, but always pay attention um, to the supernatural. I, I want you guys to remember this. The spirit realm is more real than the natural realm. There are things happening in the spirit that if you are not spiritual, if you don't have a spiritual inclination, you will always miss and or overlook it. So today's share, I'm going to be rattling off quite a few scriptures only because I want you to get it and I want you to get it in such a way. Um, and before we hang up today, um, there are a few declarations and decrees that we're going to go through. And, and listen, it's not the declarations and decrees uh, per se that make the difference. The difference maker is your belief system, your mentality, your mindset, your understanding, your interpretation of the words that are coming out of my mouth. So grab a notebook if you can. Um, but but let's do uh, what most of our parents and their parents and their parents didn't have the tools to do. Uh, let's overcome this obstacle uh, with regard to relationship with money 
based on the truth of the word of God concerning our lives so that our children and our children's children and our children's children's children don't have to fight a demon we were afraid to confront. Amen. What I am learning um, and have learned over a period of time is we don't run from problems. We run into them. We don't scurry from uh, uh, things that cause us pain. We find the source of it. When we find the source of anything, we can dismantle, dispel, uproot, come out of agreement with, uh, disavow, disallow, not only in our life, but in the lives of the generations to come. I want you to just do this, do this for me. I want you to begin to consider uh, how you established a relationship with money, how you started to uh, uh, consider money. What, what are your first memories of money? Uh, I am, I thank you, Holy Spirit. Uh, I, I remember uh, as early as eight or nine years old, my grandmother was a, 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 a great financial steward. Now, get this. She was a little tight. She was a little chintzy. Um, she would send you to the store and tell you to get a loaf of bread, <laughs> a, a chicken, honey, uh, four or five different items, some crackers, some Vienna sausages, y'all don't know nothing about that, some, some Cheetos and some Pepsi for her little fishing trips. And she would send you to the store with $5, and she knew full well it was going to be tea. <laughs> you make up the difference, honey. And then would have an unmitigated gall to ask me for some change. Mama, really? You play too much. Don't do that. Anyway, um, my grandmother uh, would always say things like, I have never received a second notice. Now, this is a woman who uh, grew up in the 1920s, who uh, was often ostracized because if you didn't know any better, you would assume that she was a Caucasian woman. My grandmother was half African-American and half Irish. Her father was a whole full-fledged Irishman. And um, she was not treated very well, um, would have to do stuff like get off the bus telling you all this for a reason. I promise I'll make it make sense. She'd have to get off the bus because the kids who were uh, darker complected would always suggest that she was passing for white. So she would get off the bus and she would walk to school. Back in that day, um, again, keep having in mind that she had a second grade education. She dropped out of school because the children were so mean and rude to her. I remember sitting uh, in her favorite room, she had a chair that she would sit in every single day and do the same thing over and over again. And she would tell me stories about the corn husks and the potato sacks that they used to make mattresses. She would tell me about the slither of fat back and uh, a couple of pieces of bread that she would have to take to school for lunch. She would tell me about uh, the dress that she would have to wash out. Uh, every day after she got out of school and she'd sleep in her slip in order uh, to maintain and to manage. And after uh, 
picking her bales of hay. <laughs> and and uh, they would give her a nickel a bale. My grandmother started pressing hair for 25 cents a head. And she did that for many, many years. And what I noticed about her is she became an entrepreneur at a very early age. She was amazing at doing hair. She used an old school, heavy, heavy, heavy Marcel. Uh, when, when I was a girl, she would make $20 and it would take her several hours. But listen, that $20, they was coming back to back to back. My grandmother was bawling, <laughs> right? But she was also an active, avid fisherman. And so she would go and she would catch bluegill and crappie and rainbow fish. And sometimes she'd go as far as to catch trout. But she would sell a bag of five fish for $5. And I watched her do all of this. Uh, she was an amazing, amazing chef. But my grandmother learned how to balance life on a budget. We had an amazing garden in our backyard and the majority of our fresh fruits and vegetables came from that garden and I didn't realize at the time it was uh, the garden was established based on the monetary lack that she had. My grandmother bought her first house in 1952. Mm -hmm. In 1952 she paid $13,000 for a little house with no foundation and no insulation, uh, and that house would later pay my my mother and her siblings a sum total of six hundred thousand dollars that was divided amongst the remaining children. But for thirteen thousand dollars, she changed uh, the trajectory of her life, not just her life, but her children's life, not just her children's life but her children's children's life, not just her children's children's life, but her children's 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 life with a second grade education, with a beginning of 25 cents a head. Having that in mind, and for some of you that have been on the call for quite some time, my grandmother died uh, November the 22nd of 2015. She taught me more in her silence than she ever did with her word. She taught me more in her meekness than she ever did uh, with her scolding. She taught me more uh, via her demonstration and example. And I remember the day that I went to the mailbox and on the left-hand corner it said from the law offices of, and I opened it up and uh, I read the letter and the letter uh, began with, from the estate, high glory to God. Excuse me, I'm sorry. From the estate of Sadie Jackson, and all I can see is this, uh, this little girl walking on the side of the bus while the kids spat on her. All I can see is her walking away from her husband of many years who mistreated her with her five children trailing behind her with the two brown paper bags that she left him with. Moving into my Auntie Emma's house with her, her brother, uh, with her five children, I could see them piled in that house as I read from the estate of Sadie 
Jackson. Now, it wasn't a bunch of money, but this lady who had scraped and struggled, who had uh, maintained and kept a great name as it relates to finances, starting with absolutely nothing, two brown paper bags, five children, and everything they had belonging as she left Monroe, Louisiana, uh, on a bus with her babies. She said she had 35 cents. That was to her name after she purchased tickets for her and all of her children. And all I could read was from the estate of Sadie Jackson. As I read it and tears began to fall down my face, I I remember in that moment I examined my tears as I could feel the supernatural transfer. I could feel the transfer of being responsible uh, for making sure the Bible says that a father leaves an inheritance for his children. Alone, she made active decisions and strides to to save and to manage and to maintain. Uh, She made intentional decisions, not even with the spiritual understanding or the transactional understanding of what it means in the spirit uh, to pass down generational wealth. She understood the principles of give and it will be given unto you good measure. Hallelujah. Pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall men give unto your bosom. People would bring my grandmother things from near and far. There was always somebody that needed somewhere to transition to and it was my grandmother's house. It was always the safest place that I knew, but she was a good steward. And as I got to the bottom of this letter and I I could not uh, move as I could feel the weight of glory resting on me because I understood that I had a responsibility in the spirit and in the natural. If my grandmother could leave me five thousand dollars and leave my my aunt my mother and my uncle hundreds of thousands of dollars from a house she paid thirteen thousand dollars for from a a place where she had a second grade education and made 25 cents a head and that was her job if my grandmother who didn't have the tools, the liquidity, the resources to do what we have access to do in today's uh, time, in today's era, in this dispensation, I dare not leave earth. Not just inheritance for me, not just inheritance for her children, but my children and my cousins that have children, who've had children, everybody got something. Everybody from a second grade education and a 25 cent hairstyle. Our responsibility in kingdom living is to understand that we have a responsibility to leave things better off than we found them. Now, if I ask you a serious question, then I promise I'll get to scripture in just one second. If I ask you a real question, if we just be honest, how many of us can say 
that as it stands right now, if something were to happen to you, uh, how about this? Let me back it up. How many of us who have unfortunately um, lost our parents in the physical can say that your parent left you off better than you were? that there was a transfer in the spirit and in the natural to you as their child or their grandchild. How many of us can say that? Now, I'm going to say this, especially um, in black and brown communities, we don't make plans or preparation for tomorrow. We end up leaving the burdens and responsibility on our loved ones to manage our history. I declare prophetically that not a single person under the sound of my voice will leave their children worse off than they found them. I declare prophetically that the spirit of mammon be broken off of your mind, that the spirit of death and dumbness concerning financial responsibility and stewardship uh, would not only uh, begin to open up, that your understanding would be enlightened. I declare uh, Psalms, the 119th chapter, the 130th verse over your life, that the entrance of his word gives light and adds understanding to it. I declare prophetically that we will be lenders and not borrowers, that we will be the head and not the tail, that we will be above only and not beneath, that we will lend to nations, that our stewardship uh, mentality will shift to kingdom legislation as opposed to uh, as victims of circumstance. We have a responsibility not to be ignorant to the things of the kingdom, that we can employ the truth of the word of God in the natural, uh, that we will see the manifestation of things turning in our finances and even in our emotions as it concerns to relationship that we have with money. Now, let me me give you guys uh, some scripture context. And then we'll we'll have discussion a little bit later, but I need us to get it, right? Ecclesiastics 5 and 10, whoever loves money never has enough. Whoever loves wealth is never satisfied with their income. It's meaningless, right? It's meaningless. It's our responsibility not to love money, (laughs) My my personal understanding and interpretation of this in and of itself, and, and the reason that I can attest to this is because I loved money. Knowing that there is a spirit behind money outside of the idea of mammon, right? That spirit is called Dagon. Look it up. You can Google it. You can do whatever you like. I declare and decree that all evidence of the spirit of mammon And the relationship with Dagon be broken now in the name of Jesus. We absolve it and by way of the blood of Jesus. Um, The reality is, according to Matthew 6 and 24, you cannot serve God and money. If your heart is more focused on uh, uh, the, the reality that you need more, you never have enough, you always deal with lack, I promise you that that's what you'll attract is a whole bunch 
of nothing. There will never be enough. You will never have enough liquidity according to you, right? Um, so that scripture reads in full context, no one can serve two masters for either he will hate one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. The goal is to Matthew 6 and 33, to seek ye first the kingdom of God and all of its righteousness and everything else will be added unto you. Now, what, what we experience more often than not is uh, the heart of man. It's, it's one, of, one or the other. Most people are either super greedy uh, or super stingy, right? There, there is, however, a balance. There is a median. There is a middle. There is an acknowledgement that some things you just understand as time goes on. Now, if I hadn't experienced the hand of God on my life the way that I have, if I hadn't had to be uh, broken um, to the degree that, that God shifted me to a place where I experienced lack, right? I had never, I didn't know what that was. I didn't have an idea. I never used to look at price tags. I didn't care how much something costed. If I wanted, I would buy it. But I was also extremely financially responsible because money was my God, right? I trusted in money and I trusted in money because it did not uh, uh, call for an emotional connection. I didn't have to love it. Um, I didn't have to romanticize it. I didn't have to sleep with it. All I had to do was possess it, and it gave me access and authority in my, in my imagination, right, uh, in my ignorance. There were so many things that happened as a child for me that I knew that if I could have enough liquidity, if I had enough resources, depending on people was not an option. Right. So what I ended up finding out that I did. So for some of you that have a workaholic mentality, uh, you work more hours than there are in a week. You work 60, 70, 80 hours in a week. There is a, a thing associated with that. Now, I know this is going to be touchy and I, I don't care. I'm uh, being obedient in the spirit right now. It uh, has more to do with your fear of lack than it has to do with your dependence on the truth of what God has already spoken over your life. It has more to do with uh, being afraid of running out than it has to do with just meeting your, your needs. It has more to do, uh, this is, we're talking about relationship in your mindset with money. It has more to do uh, with the people that you attempt to satisfy with your resources and the things that God places in your hand. It has less to do with trusting him. It has less to do uh, with being able to uh, uh, demonstrate that you know that if he provides for the fowl of the air and the lily of the field, how much more will he provide for you? Well, I got two and three jobs. You, you have a problem with a relationship with money. You have a problem with trust concerning who God is. I, I assure you, um, if I don't tell you anything else, I, I'm pretty sure you're uncomfortable and probably a little frustrated with me. I don't have time to care. Listen, uh, whoever is greedy troubles his household. You ever notice somebody that, that always want everything for themselves? It is uh, that, as, as Sabrina prayed this morning, it is uh, the Antichrist uh, Trinity. It is the demonic Trinity of me, myself, 
and I. We have as the Holy Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost. But you do know that there is uh, an opposite of everything. There is a up and there is a down. There is a left and there is a right. There is a Holy Trinity and there is a demonic trinity. That demonic trinity is reflective of our heart posture. Right, our heart posture will always demonstrate who is a primary, who is at the top of our thought process. Our money only reveals who we are at the core of who we are. Right, so the more money you have, the more we know who you are. The more money we have, the more you demonstrate what's at the center of you. Right. Um, so the reality that there are um, people that acquire money dishonestly. Now, once upon a time, um, and, and I say this all the time, listen, I had uh, this before computers and technology got as savvy as it is. Uh, I, I was a white collar crime chick. That, that was me. Right, I knew how to uh, work with paper. I knew how to uh, go get me a new social security number. Honey, I knew how to make check stubs, all of the stuff, right? I was the chick they would pay me to make them check stubs to go with whatever type of finances they said they wanted to have to go buy cars and move into houses they couldn't really afford and things of that nature. I knew how to do all of that. L listen to what the money, I mean, what the word of God says about this. It says, dishonest money dwindles away, Proverbs 13 and 11. If you still uh, hustling, if you got a whole bunch of PPP loans, yeah, I'm talking to you. I'm talking about uh, now you're trying to look at your bank account trying to figure out uh, what you're going to do because the PPP money that you got illegally illegally elicited uh, has now dwindled. See, you got to understand that this kingdom thing is transactional. There is a supernatural exchange for everything that occurs in the earth realm that begins in the spirit realm. When you operate outside of the basic principles and precepts of the truth of what God has called you to, predestined to you, preordained you for, you break uh, the rules. You uh, uh, contradict the laws, you, uh, uh, you, you circumvent uh, the reality that this is transactional. There is always a great exchange. No different than there is an exchange uh, physically with your body. There is an exchange physically with your words. There is a metaphoric change when you open up your mouth. Uh, even your body responds to your words. Everything in the spirit world is transactional. And as soon as you understand the basic principles of uh, uh, the laws, the principles and the precepts of kingdom living, kingdom understanding and kingdom orchestration, you start to move very differently. Right. So so it says this dishonest money dwindles, but whoever gathers money, listen, 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 little by little, it grows. It, well, wait, let me, let me fix that vernacular. It says, but whoever gathers money little by little makes it grow. To make is to forcibly change a thing. Now, get this. Check this out. 
Now, now I'm talking to you uh, who have a, a, a million credit cards and you run them all up. I listen, I've been there. This is not me judging anybody. So, uh, uh, that's why I said, for those of you that have a language, pray, because people are going to get offended. I need you to hear me. This is about the change. It can never change. You, you cannot change what you refuse to acknowledge. The enemy's goal is to steal, to kill, and destroy. It's his only job. See, for us, because we need money to exist, keeping in mind that all of that is about to shift. If you can't manage what you already have, what's to come is going to floor you, right? The Bible says that in the last days, that there will be the rich and there will be the poor. I declare prophetically that we will not be part of the latter. See, there's a supernatural kingdom shift happening. I need you to be part of that. I need you to be prepared for that. I need you to be prepared for this supernatural transfer. But if you're out of position, because you're out of position in your mind, if you don't understand the exchange, if you can't catch the attraction in the shift, you're going to miss it, right? You're going to miss it. So listen, it, it also says this in James 5, 4 through 6, it says, look, the wages you fail to pay the worker who mowed your fields are crying out against you. The cries of the harvester have reached the ear of the Lord Almighty. You have lived on earth in luxury and self-indulgence. That's the spirit of lust. That's also combined with the spirit of Dagon or Mammon, whichever you'd like to call it. You have lived on earth in luxury and self-indulgence. You have flattered yourself in the day of the slaughter. You have condemned and murdered the innocent one who was not opposing you. And so even when it talks about condemned and murdered, uh, it means that we've overlooked some things. It means that we've not taken care of certain things because we were financially irresponsible. It means that you did not pay your debt, right? A lot of times, um, we get in situations and get in over our head and we live beyond our means, not intentionally, listen, but habitually, it is out of the habits you've developed financially. What I learned when the Lord began to literally strip me, when the exchange happened, what I learned was that I had a responsibility to not only have a healthy relationship with money. You heard me say before, not only did I not look at price tags, I would buy stuff that I absolutely did not need. They had nothing to do with nothing. I would buy things. Um, and, and, and if you knew me today, I'm a minimalist. I don't, I'm not a, I'm not a pack rat. I'm not a hoarder. I'm not going to hold on to a whole bunch of stuff. I, I, I told y'all the other day, I will give away anything. I've given away houses full of furniture, shops, salons full of furniture with nothing. No, you keep having it. It's good. Right. And so I had to, um, now, keep in mind also, I was also financially responsible. I started investing um, in insurances and annuities at the age of 18. I've lived off of uh, compound interest more than one time. I understood money. And then somewhere the relationship got skewed because uh, of fear, because of uh, not having the proper relationship or mindset or mentality concerning money, right? 
So Proverbs 13 and 16 says this, a wise man thinks ahead. My grandmother had insurance policy on all of her children, on all of her grandchildren. She paid it faithfully. That was back in the day when we had the little insurance man who would come knock on the door. He was a very nice man. Um, I believe he was either... Indian or Iranian, I can't remember, I was I was a girl, but it said a wise man thinks ahead, a fool doesn't, even brags about it, uh, right, a fool lives in right now, a fool uh, makes active decisions not to store anything up for later, right, but Proverbs 21 and 5 says the plans of the diligent lead to profit. That means you have to be actively operating in a plan. That means you have to be actively operating in um, making the proper decisions concerning your money, right? So the plans of the diligent lead to profit as surely as haste, listen, haste, 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 haste. Haste leads to poverty. Our responsibility is to make financially informed transactions with the expectation that whatever we invest in, I, I want you to consider every dollar, every dime a seed, every single cent that you have that comes through your hand is to plant, is to sow, is to uh, uh, put in the earth that it would yield a greater uh, return. Luke 14 and 28 says, suppose one of you wants to build a tower. Won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? It's transactional. If you run out of money, you stop the project. Have you ever seen an abandoned new development? You know why it's abandoned? It's abandoned because whoever began the process, whoever had the plans from the plan room, and there is a thing called the plan room, whoever looked at those plans and estimated it because there has to be an estimation in order to get the proper supplies, in order to hire the right contractors and subcontractors to complete that particular building. Well, what happens is when you see abandoned properties, they have siding on them, they may have roofing tiles still sitting on the top, they may have pipes coming out of the ground. What happened is that GC or that general contractor ran out of money. And now here we have abandoned homes that are incomplete. That's like us in our lives when we don't consider or estimate the cost. You ever have a problem with starting something and not being able to finish it? There is a spirit behind it. It is not that you are a uh, just simply a procrastinator. It is not that you don't have the skill or the talent. It is not that you are stupid or you are dumb. There is a spirit. There is a level of ignorance that you operate in that needs to be illuminated by the truth of what God says about you, right? So we, we just heard Luke 14 and 28, but, but check this out. Proverbs 30, 24 and 25 says it like this, four things on earth are small, yet they are extremely wise, right? Ants are creatures of little strength, yet they store up their food uh, yet they store up their food in the summer. Listen, y'all, I need you to hear this. I need you to hear me. I need you from today forward to pay attention. The summer is here. The summer is here. The summer is here. 
We are walking into a summer. There will never be a summer like this again. You can mark it on your calendar that I said it today, 412 of 2023. There will never, ever be a summer like this again at 7.04 a.m. It is an opportunity. You won't ever be able to say, nobody told me. You won't ever be able to say, nobody said, right? So in other words, Proverbs 14 and 23, listen, don't be one of those who says, I'm going to do X, Y, Z. I'm going to give this, who put secretly for his debt. If you have nothing with which to pay, why should you? Uh, why should your bed be taken from under you? So in other words, don't create unnecessary debt this summer. Don't go buy that car because you want it. I'm, I'm telling you something. Now, if the Lord is telling you to buy something that has a, an appreciation value, like some property, like if you take $100,000 and put it into annuity cash straight out, $100,000 life insurance policy. Listen, I know that sounds a little peculiar. Now, would you like to know something statistically? If you go to usdebtclock.com, usdebtclock.com, you can hit your specific state. It'll tell you how many people have insurance, how many people do not have insurance. Keeping in mind that Medi-Cal, Medicare, and Medicaid is being stripped of finances. They are passing bills right underneath our nose, and we don't know it. There are things you're going to need in this next leg of the race, in this next dispensation that you have to be financially prepared for. And you can sleep if you want to. You can't say, I did not tell you. I'm telling you it's summer, okay? Make sure that you are not spending excessively. Make sure that you are saving right now, this summer, more than you are giving away. But listen, make sure that you are sowing as much, not purchasing. I didn't say purchasing. See, because when we purchase something that has no um, um, mm, it has nothing to grow into. When we just buy in stuff and things, now is not the time for that. But this is the part I love, Second Corinthians. We all know this scripture, 9, 6, and 8. Now this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and he who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Each one must do just as he has purpose in his heart. The question is, what's purpose in your heart? Is it the Holy Trinity or is it the demonic one? Is it You will know if a purchase is necessary if every single thing about it only serves you. Sowing is when it serves you and others. As kingdom citizens, as believers, as blood-bought, blood-washed, born-again believers, we have a responsibility to be effective managers of money. Some of us have these big, grandiose ideas, and God is saying, you, you still haven't prepared for it. You still haven't gotten your heart ready. Psalms, uh, I'm sorry, yeah, Psalms 84 and 7, right? It's, we go from strength to strength. Listen, listen. Each one appears before God in Zion. What that means is 
every strength has to go interrogate God and ask this question, just like the enemy did with Job. Are they prepared for the next strength? I need you, victors. I need you um, who are eavesdropping. I need you who want to know um, what next and what now. I need you uh, to prepare for the next level, the next layer, the next dimension, the next, next transaction of strength so that you will be one of those Josephs in this hour. One of those who, during the drought, we will have what is necessary. It is time for there to be a spiritual shift in the body of Christ, that we are uh, the ones that make the difference, that we are the ones that give uh, uh, when there is a need. But we can't do that if we don't make preparation, if we haven't done the work to plan for next, right? So. Uh, God loves a cheerful giver, right? So find, I'm not even saying so here, but I want to be a cra- I want to give away millions and millions of dollars. You, and not, not I want to, I'm going to give away millions and millions of dollars. I, I had to go through what I went through. Uh, I didn't have any respect for money, right? What you don't respect will not respect you. Uh, my grandmother used to always tell me, turn all your dollar, your dollar bills with the head face up and fix the corner, straighten it out. You got to respect and honor money. I didn't understand what that meant as a girl. Well, see, as a grown, uh, uh, educated, clear, uh, completely submitted woman, submerged in the truth of who God says I am today, I understand there are certain things. I don't I don't play money games. I don't I don't believe in playing money games. I didn't think I was a good steward when I didn't even understand the nature of the relationship necessary to have with money. And so now uh I know that he knows he can trust me with finances to distribute to the nations because I've done it already. I've consistently done it when I didn't have it, right? In order for him to disband even the emotion connected to the resources, he had to take me through a process. So for some of you, you're bucking and kicking and screaming about not having enough. As long as your mind is focused on not having enough, you will never have enough. I need you to be clear how you feel and think about money. You are 70% water. Water moves and shifts and twists based on what's happening in the atmosphere. If that's the case with water and your body is made of 70% of it, what you say to yourself, what you take in with your eyes visually, what you hear, all of your sensory perceptors will respond via your body. Those of you dealing with sickness and illness, listen, I promise you some of it has to do with how you feel about money. You stress out the game. Your nerves bad all the time. You got ulcers, your stomach hurting, you're dealing with diabetes and high blood pressure because you worried about bills and things of that nature. I need you to get it. I need you to pay attention. You start shifting the way you feel, your relationship with money and stop worrying about things you do. Listen, it don't even matter. Everything you need, you always going to have. All you got to do ever is trust God. I'm not telling you what I think. I'm telling you what I know. And you got to get to that place where you feel, and I'm going to say it like Dion would say it, where you feel hella uncomfortable. 
where you're trying to figure out how uh, the, the money is going to match the month, right? Those moments where you start to stress out and then you start calling people and then you start making arrangements to do something strange for a piece of change because you're trying to pay a bill. Uh, or, or then you have those moments where you hustling or you working credit cards, you maxing your credit cards out uh, to buy a sandwich or to go out to a dinner that you ain't had no business going to because that was not part of the plan. We have to be responsible, y'all, it's summer. How you think and feel about money in this hour is going to dictate what happens in your life, in your children's life, in your children's 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 life if you don't make some drastic changes and begin to ask God the right questions in an effort to get the right answers. If you can find the dysfunction in your relationship with money, I'm telling you, everything else in your life will shift. If you begin to prioritize and sacrifice a few things and cut this back and cut that particular credit card down, not just randomly, make active decisions to do something different, I assure you, everything is going to change. I pray that something that I said uh, made you hella uncomfortable. I pray that you get an attitude uh, in such a way, honey, with your broke self. Yep, I said it just like that because I've been there. I understand. And until something shifted in my head, it didn't shift in my heart. It shifted in my heart, and then my head caught it. And then my uh, my outside circumstances began to manifest the truth that, okay, God, I know I can't put it above you. I know. I, I know I can't love money. I know I can't be in no relationship with money, and I know money doesn't keep me safe because you're my provider. You're my protector. I don't have to fight. I don't have to struggle. I don't have to strive. All I have to do is make a decision that I trust you, and that's all it is, y'all. That's the transaction. You give him your fear in exchange for his care. You give him your fear in exchange for his provision. You give him your fear in exchange for his supernatural provision for your life, and not just for your life, but even for your children's life. I pray that you would be connected to people that are financially responsible. I pray that you would start to feel some kind of way when you get ready to make an unnecessary purchase. I pray that you make an active decision to begin to store up uh, for the latter years, my grandmother would say, "You store in the in the uh, years of gain, and then no, you store in years of lack, and you gain in the years of gain." And I, I'll explain a little bit more of that when we go to the to the next portion of the call. So, with that being said, um, I pray again that something that I said blessed you. Um, but more importantly, I pray that something that I said made you uncomfortable, uncomfortable enough to do something different. Uh, Eric says uh, that the, the global speaker, he, he, you got to want it as bad as you want to breathe. I want different. I want better for my children. I want better for my grandchildren that haven't even come here yet, but I want to make plans and provisions for them like my grandmother made plans and provisions for us. There may be somebody that joined the call a little bit late. You didn't get a chance to say good morning. Is there one? Good morning. This is Tara. Thank you so much. Hey, Tara, great morning. Good morning. This good morning. is Jacqueline. Hey, Jacqueline, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. This is Sister Stephanie. Hey, Sister Stephanie, this is who else? Was that Moxie? Good morning. Good morning, 
It's pretty hey, Patrice. Hey, pretty. Good morning. Good morning. This is Gigi. Hey. Hey, Gigi. And I think that's PR speaking in the background. Am I right? Am I wrong? That's right. God bless you, Pastor. How are you? God bless you. I'm well, Pastor. Thank you. Likewise. And, and good morning. Yes, Moxie was coming in, though. Good morning. Sir. <laughs> hey, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Krishanda. Hallelujah. Hey, Krishanda. Yes. Good morning. God bless you. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Hey, good morning. Uncomfortable and black. Hey, man. It's, uh, Hi, good, good morning, morning Hey, Toya, good morning. Good morning. morning. (laughs) Go ahead. Good morning, morning, Juanita. Hey, Juanita, good morning. Good morning, this is Patsy. Hey, Patsy, good morning. Good morning, good morning. Hey, good morning, good morning. Good morning, it's Leomi, a great decoration. Thank you. Hey, Mother, good morning. Good morning, it's Magnificent. Hey, Magnificent, good morning. Good morning, this is Al, great decoration. Hey, Al, good morning. Good morning, this is Topaz. Hey, Topaz, good morning. Good morning, Sanajay. Hey, Sanajay. Good morning. Good morning, Saints. This is Leisha. Hey, Leisha. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, good morning, sweetheart. God bless. God bless you. Thank you. Good morning, Mrs. Robin. Who is it? I'm sorry. This is Robin. Hey, Robin. <laughs> Good morning. Anybody else? Good morning, Dion. Hi. Sylvia. Hey, Sylvia. Good morning. Good morning. Can you guys hear me? We can. Hello? Oh, okay. Yeah. Good morning. This is Prosperous. Hey. Good morning. Hey, Prosperous. Good morning. Amen. Um, let's let's go ahead for uh, those that have any questions, comments, or commentary. Let's go ahead um, and yeah, let's talk about it. Yeah, can you repeat that first site one more time, please? Repeat which one, babe? Uh, the insurance site. You, you said you could look up by your state. I, I didn't write it down. So it's it's not an insurance site. It is um, <laughs> it is called usglobaldebt.com. 
Now, for some of you, it's, it's going to be a myriad of numbers. But what you'll see, I told y'all this summer, on the right-hand side of this U.S. DebtClock.com is that the national global debt is $5 billion and something dollars. That in mind, on the very right-hand side, you'll see what the value of a dollar is, what the value of silver is, what the value of gold is, and what the value of every barrel of oil is. You'll also see how many people have insurance, how many people have Medi-Cal and Medicaid, how many people are on welfare, how many people are married, how many people have died in the last, every single thing. <laughs> I told you guys, this life, spiritually and naturally, is set to exchange, right? I told you the kingdom, this was on Monday, I told you the kingdom adds and multiplies. The world subtracts and divides. There is a system being dismantled in the natural that simply reflects the shift in the spirit. You have to be prepared for supernatural transfers. The Bible says miracles, signs, and wonders follow them that believe. This is not a time to have fluctuating faith. This is a time to be sure, to know that you know that you know that you know that you are either a wheat or a tear. This is the season of no gray areas. You got to make a decision. You got, you got to make an announcement in the spirit and in the natural. You got to come out of agreement, renounce, denounce, disavow and set aside all the things that are separating you from the truth of what God has already said about you, financially, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Amen. Anybody have any questions, comments, commentary this morning? I got a comment. Good morning. This is never never again, Natasha, and I, (laughs) I will never again be broke another day of my Uh, life. Come on, come on. I will leave an inheritance for my children. Yes. Children. I am a lender, not a borrower. Yes, come on. Mission. I am on a mission. For the blessings of the Lord bring riches and with it no sorrow. Yes, indeed. It's the truth. It's the truth. It's the truth. That's what I'm talking about. <clears throat> hey, Pastor Dion. Hey. I, the word <laughs> again whoo, came at me. Um, I know it's going to get better, but the, the 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 where it was a disappointing for me was because I had um, coverage for uh, me and all my kids, and uh, because of. Uh, trying to um, speak right to how you told me, you know, um, I have to start all over again. That's all right. And I'm like, yeah. So I'm I'm going to leave. When I leave, you know, they're not going to have to pick up the slack because everything will be 
taken care of, you know, like the young lady said um, just now. I'm a, I'm a lender and not a borrower. Going to get out of that. I'm above and I'm not beneath, and um, it's going to get better. It's it's already better. You just got to catch up with the shift. It's a transaction. And you guys, let me correct it. It's usdebtclock.com. I just found it. U.S. Debt Clock. Anybody else? Good morning, Deanne. This is Juanita. Um, You know, a lot of what you said is, um, especially with your grandmother, um, that's really how I grew up. My grandmother taught me a lot about money, um, really me not knowing that's what, you know, of how she was doing it. But, um, you know, banking, um, I had a bank account at a young age. I was a little girl going to the bank with my change that I saved. And um, also, um, you know, she was a fisher, fisherman, a fisherwoman, whatever. She was fish. She was... See, we had a candy store, you know, we um, which it was in our home. We just sold candy, um, and she sold pies and cakes, you know, and things like that to get really the the money that and she would give to the church. And so we all knew as kids too, growing up, that all of the grandkids we would all have to give her um, money, like a nickel or whatever, from our. Um, some money that we will receive so that she can give that money for our our tithes to the church or whatever when we was little. So we knew that we had to give her that money. Um, but, you know, it was just a thing, too. You know, um, me and my husband, we have differences um, when it comes to money. And, um, and so, you know, that class that you suggested on um, last or Monday, um, you know, I'm glad that he was he's willing to take the classes, you know, with me as well. So that is definitely going to um change some things in how we think about money, you know, because I do I I'm a saver, not not um well, but anyway, I'm just I I I definitely have this give me a different perspective as well. Um you know, like you said it's this summer, you know, it's summer is here as far as you know, not to to spend your money on things. And my mindset has been that way, you know, because of certain things. I'm like, this ain't the time to be spending a lot of money. You've been getting a lot of phone calls about um, buying homes right now, and I keep telling them, nope, I want to wait. No, I'm not ready. Oh, they have this special thing. I said, yeah, it's going to be another special thing, so I'm not re- I'm not ready right now. But I thank God for um, your teaching and um, educating us on this. Um, so just um, thank you. I love you. God bless. I love you too, darling. Good stuff. And and all, re, listen, I need you to ask the Lord to give you wisdom concerning the difference between sowing money and spending money. There is a difference, a huge one. Some things. We plant in other things we spend on. You need to know the difference. 
Hey, D. Hey. Good morning, man. I'm still, you know, I'm still in that 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 space. Oh, anyway, but thank you. When you were talking about your grandmother, I teared up because my papa, he stayed on Ohio, and everybody's probably about the same age. And he took each one of my, me, my brother, and my sister. It was a bank on McDonald. I don't remember about a Richmondorium, and we opened our savings account as little kids. And he would make us make deposits in those little savings accounts, and just learn how to. If you got five dollars, you want to put four fifty in the bank, and it didn't seem like a lot, but it really was. So by the time you get to high school and you got all the stuff that you want to do, go get your little money out your savings. You didn't want to, but you did. But I was laughing when you were talking about your grandmother sending you to the store to get ten dollars worth of stuff and give you five dollars. My dad, one of his good friends, Uncle Johnny. Uncle Johnny didn't have both his legs. Long story short, we would argue over going to the store for him because he would give you twenty dollars to get, it might have just been some gum, and you keep the change. So just those kind of things, just, you know, the saving of money um, that really got instilled in us, our age from our grandparents, and it's just good. It's just a good place to be so that we won't get caught up in, like you said, stop. And even this morning, I got to the school, and there was an Amazon package on the on the front porch. I was like, well, did they follow me from now? Because that's an area that I know I got a demon in, like just ordering stuff. Not not that I need it, but because it's there for the grandkids or whoever. Because you know I like to order stuff for people that I think need it. But I'm I'm gonna have to work on that because that's a demon. Hope that makes sense. Mhm. Completely and utterly, <laughs> I understand. Anybody else? Good morning, thanks. And, you know, I so appreciate the way that God speaks to you because it was confirmation for me. You know, when you talked about, you know, leaving an inheritance, you know, for your children, your children's children, that's what I'm on. You know, I'm not all spending every dollar I got. You know, uh, I'm not all buying every brand new vehicle because it came out. You know, I'm driving something I bought six years ago. And, you know, everybody around me has new cars, and I'm like, oh, it would be nice, but it's not my season just yet, you know, because I'm in a stacking season and waiting to hear what God wants me to do, you know. And so when I heard you say it, I was like, okay, that's confirmation. And then you talked about, uh, you know, the way you were raised and the value of a dollar. See, my story is different because I grew up, you know, my family was gamblers, so you know, they made sure they paid the light bills and bought food and all that, but they gambled. So what I did in order to learn about money, I had to take a couple of classes. I had to listen to uh, different uh, spiritual teachers to teach me how to, you know, save my money because I didn't want to have to uh, have enough. You know, what they would do is uh, buy what they wanted and beg for what they needed. And I was like, I don't want that for my life. You know, so I had to learn a new way. Uh, but what I can say, when my mom left me, she did leave me with a spiritual legacy, and she did leave me a little money because she had a, a insurance policy with her job. So she did her part, but it's up to me to educate myself and to be disciplined and to be diligent to go to the next level for my children and my grandchildren to come, you know, and so I just appreciate, you 
know, you're talking about the hard stuff. Because people don't want to talk about that money. You know, people don't want to talk about that spending. But it's so important. You know, and I'm going to say this and wrap it up. I learned uh, from Pastor Paul Shepard. He always talks about money being a wonderful servant, but a poor master. And so it took me a while to understand that. That money is there to serve, it's not there to master it. I shouldn't uh, worship it, but I should use it as a tool, you know, uh, a tool to help others after giving the direction of God. Because, you know, a lot of people will stand on the street corners and beg for money. A lot of people say they need, but if my spirit don't say give, I won't. Because they may not really need the money. And it also says when you give, you should give at the good ground so that you can be blessed as well. So I'm just appreciative to your uh, to your uh, declaration today, because like I said in the beginning, it was confirmation. So thanks for listening. Very good. Thank you for sharing, Lise. Good stuff. Good morning. Good morning. Kashanda. Love the right. declaration. Thank you so much um, for shining the light on this topic. Um, I come out of agreement with the Amazon demon, <laughs> the convenience demons of Instacart fees and DoorDash fees and all those things that buying little things, saying I'm not buying expensive things, Gucci and her. Hermes and all that stuff, but buying a whole bunch of little things. And like my sister Natasha, I am a lender and not a borrower. I am not subject to the lender. I am going to flourish in the famine. My seed, my children, and my children's children will be blessed. I have the grandfather that has the co-op account that will show us the bank accounts to show us, you know, how he put $5 in it for each of the grandchildren every time we would visit. I'm just so grateful for you. Um, and, just, uh, you know, we're, it's just such a blessing to have you come into our hood and teach us the truth. Um, thank you for shining light on this subject. Um, it's so necessary, and um, I will be disciplined. And um, I love what you said about um, something about the center of your money is where your heart is. Something, you didn't say, I'm thinking about the treasure um, scripture, but you said something about when you make a lot of money, it shows you the center of your heart. I thought that was so good. Um, so thank you always for um, just sharing um, from your heart and, and listening to God. God bless you, woman of God. Amen. God bless you. Good morning, Dion. This is Trina. Hey. I'm going to be going to be transparent again. <laughs> I'm asking your question. I'm asking. I'm going to answer your question. You said, what is my, what was our first memory of money? For me, my first memory is chores. Uh, my mother would give me money to clean up the house. That was my first memory. Um, mm-hmm. The second question you asked, um, did your parents um, leave money to, to, to uh, her children's children, you know? So, no, my mother or my grandparents did not leave me any money at all. But I did get a check in the mail with no name. I don't know who it came from. When my mother passed away, um, they sent me a, a check with, with a lot of money. 
Um, also, my pastor paid half or more my mother funeral and burial. Uh, so mm. God blessed me that way. Um, now, you you shared with me in 2017, again, when I was homeless, about life insurance. I stepped out and got life insurance for me and my son who was who was homeless. Uh, my daughter was covered from her father, and my younger son was covered through the military. But I need to upgrade. I'm going to upgrade, uh, get more insurance for me and my children and my grandchildren. I didn't know that we could get insurance for my grandchildren. I'm going to do that now. Um, the mm-hmm. um, declaration was awesome, as usual, coming from you. And I thank you so much. Have a blessed day. Good stuff, Tarina. Thank you so much for sharing. That was a great share. And it is um, one of the things that I discover um, is one of the things we will let go when we feel like we don't have enough is our insurance. Can I tell y'all something? That's the worst thing you could ever let go of. Sacrifice something else. Sacrifice that DoorDash fee. That was good, Krishanda. Sacrifice that unnecessary Amazon package. Sacrifice a couple of those uh, cups of Starbucks that you are so addicted to. Go to the store, buy a box of coffee, right? Make sense. Make sense right up and through here. It is important. Good morning, Dion. Good morning, pretty. My grandfather was a barber and had his own barber shop. My aunt uh, was a seamstress, and she did hair. And my mom did leave me, and my grandmother left something for her grandchildren, and my mom left everything to me. Now, this is the lady that I thought didn't love me, right? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Shane? Ain't that something? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And she she loved you with, with what she had. She did. She could only give you what she had. She did. And it wasn't until um, she left here that I realized that she loved me more than I knew. Mm-hmm. And so um, I do have insurance and have insurance on my children, especially my son. Um, And I had insurance on my daughter, and I told her, now it's time for you to take it over. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been able to, you know, purchase property and have made some not-so-sound investments um, trusting in friends. And so I'm just being careful and wise. But thank you so much for your declaration this morning. I heard you loud and clear. It's summer. And summer. like you said, they're taking away things that we're needing without us without us knowing. Um, if you're not aware, you're not aware. Mhm. It's true. So God bless you, God. Good stuff. Good, great stuff. 
Great declaration. Amen. Amen. Hey, yeah, Miss Gigi. Hey. I just wanted to share. Hi. Um, I think it is so important. I, I love the part you say, you know, speaking what you speak will will be. And I catch myself all the time. And my kids is listening to us on the call. And, I, and they're like, Mama, you always saying you broke. So it makes me say, you know, you got to stop speaking up. Even though I'm not broke, I'll never be broke because I trust that God will always have me. But my first thing is like, I don't got no money. You know, I ain't got it. Go ask your daddy or, you know, or I feel like I'm broke because I'm buying you this and you want this and you want that. So it's just... It's so eye-opener for everything you said for me this morning that I got to watch what I say. And even if I'm not being serious, but I'm speaking it, and it's becoming a habit, and my kids are hearing me say that. So I don't ever want them to mm-hmm. grow up remembering their mother saying, you know, oh, well, y'all was broke, or you always said you was broke, and, you know, and then also about sewing and not spending. I find myself spending, like, a lot of money on them. You know, like, my kids are real active in sports and things like that. Every minute yeah, I got to pay for this. I got to pay for that. And at the end of the day, I'm like, but this is, this is their, this could be their future. Let me, you know, spend this on something that I think is a benefit to my kids than going to the store and buying me a purse or something like that. So I'm just, it it was a good eye opener and it it awoke in my eyes to be wise about my spending and think about what I'm saying. So thank you, my love. Absolutely. The Bible says that we will be charged with every idle word keeping in mind that the enemy is waiting for you to give him access. He will have a legal access to your resources when you say out of your mouth, I'm broke. Mm -hmm. Literally, you give him permission. Quit saying that. If that's a habit that you have, come out of agreement with things known and unknown, with words that you've said known and unknown unknown. All you got to do is say, I renounce, I disavow, and come out of agreement with every word that contradicts the truth of who and what God says I am. It's your responsibility. Thank you. Amen. Anybody else? Hey, Dion, this is glorious. Good morning. Hey, Hey, I love you. I appreciate you. I appreciate this word. And I am rich. I'm not a borrower, Mm -hmm. but I'm a lender. I am blessed and highly favored of God everywhere my feet fall and my hands touch is blessed and anointed in the name of Jesus. And I have great wealth because I'm I'm content in who he's made me to be. There's a scripture that this morning before, when I woke up this morning, because I've been uh, doing this study about faith. And one of the scriptures that I read, I just want to share it just a little bit. It's 1 Timothy Mm -hmm. chapter 6. And actually, if you read 6 through 10, um, it, 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 it embodies it. But this one in 10, it says, for the love of money is at the root of all kinds of evil. And some people craving money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many sorrows. When I read that, mm-hmm. I said, thank you, Lord. That's a wrap. Mm-hmm. All of that I got to have, I need to have, and that uh, camaraderie of uh, the credit cards in the name of Jesus, I renounce and, re- and rebuke my own self about that, and I release myself from bondage to that in the name of Jesus. God bless mm-hmm. you. I love you. 
I'm going back on mute. God bless you too. God bless you too. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. Hey, Ramona, and I. Who else did I hear? Me. Hey, me. <laughs> That's Lisa. Mona, go and then Lisa, because cause, you know Lisa gonna give us about we, we, thirteen we are, scriptures. Well, first, I mean, I mean, I guess I'm gonna be honest. Like, great declaration, of course. But for me, even when we was talking um, and doing it. The declaration I was picturing even myself and my mother, and for me, I remember um, my mom also dropped out of school. She, I think, she said sixth grade, you know, to because um, she had to take care of her brothers and sisters. But my mom, when it came to money, as I watched her, you know, going, you know, off, she was the type that knew how to stretch, you know, that that the, the welfare money. You know what I'm saying? The um. So we, you know, I watched that. So I, I see where, of course, my poverty thinking and stuff came from. I understood. My mom made it very clear that she couldn't afford to send us to college, you know, and things of that nature. So when I also had my children, you know, put it on me. I remember doing. I mean, of course, I did the same thing for my kids. I was, I kept it real with them. I was like, you know, I probably can't, I can't afford it. So I was speaking those things. I see how I was pounding myself, you know, and and, and also bounding them, you know. So I'm just so praised for today and the new mindset and and the identity of who I am, because you know now I see, I understand that it is possible. I can do it, you know. Even with the, I'm having bubble guts thinking about it. You know what I'm saying? But I know mm-hmm. I can do it. I still leave my grandchildren and my my. I still leave a legacy for them through, you know, what God has put in me. And that's breaking every chain. That's letting them know that they can do all things through Christ, that they can save, that they can, you know, I just want, for even for myself, how I'm looking at money and, and understanding what the task that you have given us with our mindset um, course, you know, even has shifted me, you know, of like how to look at my money, look at what I'm spending, what are you doing, why you do that. But it was just such a joy sometimes, you know, when you go out and you just want to provide for your kids. Oh, yeah, we can buy that. You know, all that got to be shut down. You know, that's not bringing no value. You know, I'm seeing all of it now. I get it. So I've been doing my best just to shut it down and say, no. My son tried to get on my nerves yesterday about doing that. I said, no. You know, so, yeah, you know, just to look at money differently. You know, and I can see that I can have those things. I can leave a legacy. I don't have to stress about money. When I woke up this morning, I'm sorry, I know I'm rambling. I saw that my account was only $300. Usually I get real, real angsty and, you know, real, real paranoid and stuff like, okay, payday ain't till, you know, so long away. And all this, I used to get all down and depressed. And, you know, like, so what I'm going to do is, no, glory be to God. I woke up blessing him. I'm blessing him for the 300 in my account. And come on, let's go. Holy Spirit, leading guide me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say this. This is us. And, and I think that, was that Ruth Ann? Because it wasn't Lisa. Who was that? That said me. Me. Ruth Ann? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. All right. I know y'all are the only two that say uh, me. Um, you got to learn how to raise your zero. What does that mean? I remember once upon a time, if I would get down to like $10,000 in the bank, 
I would be freaking out. Now, for some people, $10,000, listen, if I didn't have 10 racks in the bank, I used to be paranoid, right? Um, that wasn't That wasn't normal. That was not comfortable for me. As I learned and I began to grow, um, and as the Lord had to retrain me as it relates to how I think about money, um, he let me get way below $10,000. And I had to unlearn the system that I had put in place, right? I had to unlearn, you know, for some people, you know, you say I ain't got no money when you down to $20, $10. So you have to change your language. I don't have any um, money to spare for that, right? You got to change the context. You got to shift how you speak about it, if that makes sense. Go ahead, uh, Rufan. Good morning, beautiful people. Good morning, darling. Hey, um, so when I took life insurance class, um, I didn't get my license, but when I took life insurance class, I remember the teacher telling us uh, life insurance is the ultimate love letter. And I didn't understand it then, but it is. It's the ultimate love letter. When you go on and, you know, and, 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 a lot of times people know and don't know. I've had people call, I didn't even know my mom left me all this money. And then um, some, they know because they're the beneficiary. But um, it is the ultimate love letter. When you pass and you leave your family, your kids, your grandkids, oh, you it back. Um, it is such a blessing. I have a friend that she took a $1.2 million life insurance policy. And her four kids, she, she her four kids, they pay for their life insurance policy. She was like, well, why should I pay it when they're going to move once? And they're going to get the money. So she was like, and, mm-hmm. and so, and then what she did, um, I think you met her. Her name is Dee. Dee is a, <laughs> she is a go-getter. She that runs multiple businesses. I absolutely love her. But she, um, so she's at, at 18, she um, helped all her kids start their own business. And like I said, $1.2 million divided among the four kids, and they all paid. And I was like, you know what? And like, and that made me think about it. I had my, tell my kids, look, you guys ain't got to argue over no money. You ain't got to decide who's going to get what. Listen, won't each, while I'm healthy, take an take a insurance policy. Each one of you guys take an insurance policy on me and just cash out. And I also learned this. Um, people will buy, there's people that will buy your life insurance policy uh, say, for instance, if you got a million-dollar life insurance policy they will, and you need money, they'll give you most of the half of the money or whichever amount of money you're looking for, and then they will cash out on you, cash out on your debt. So, and I was like, I, I, I thought, as crazy as it sounds, people do buy other people's life insurance policies. They absolutely so, do. <laughs> I was it's just the like, truth. What? Yeah, and, and just wait for you to die. And so yep. I want to say this, if it's, if it's okay, Dion, that my daughter, Kayla, she's 21. She does have her life insurance license and um, in California. She can also license, um, license you know, um, insure you if you're out of state. But um, if there's anybody on the call that need life insurance, family or friends, you can contact my daughter, Kayla. She, um, she is a, um, licensed through New York Life Insurance, and they have some great policies. I'm blessed to say that I am her number. I'm with her first client, and um, and um, I have one of the policies that I have. 
I will be able to, it's a whole life policy. I, I'm able to borrow on it in a few years. And so if you need any anything concerning life insurance, um, please contact Kayla. She would definitely appreciate it. She's 21. And I want to say this, the reason why she became a life insurance agent, agent because she said she watched us, we've suffered a lot of deaths in our family and, and some didn't have any life insurance policies. And she said, mom, I want to change the way people think. I want to change the young people's minds. If they can go party and all that stuff, I want to be able to help them get a life insurance policy that they can, you know, and, and, and help them with their finances. And so I, I, I hope that young lady bless a lot of people. And um, one last thing, there is a policy. If you pay for 20 year, a 20-year paid, so after 20 years, your life insurance is paid up. You don't have to pay anything else, and it doesn't, the value doesn't drop. Thank you so much. Amen. Amen. Anybody else? Um, I, it's Prashanda again. Um, as she was speaking, I was thinking about, um, I hope you guys can hear me because I'm on a treadmill. But um, even I'm looking at all the places that I can consolidate, and I mentioned a couple of ways where um, I, I'm going to stop some of those things. But even looking at like their cable bill, um, maybe reducing that to be able to pay for insurance if you're like thinking about where, um, that might be an opportunity as well. Going back on mute. Absolutely. It's the whole truth. Good morning, Dion. This is Topaz again. Hey, Topaz. Hey. Good morning. Good morning. I just wanted to say as the last sister was speaking, um, I was just thinking about the spiritual insurance policy that Jesus left us um, and all the benefits that he left us that we're entitled to as just being his children. And um, I wanted to say thank you for your declaration. It was really good. You touched on so many different subjects, everything from just opening our mouth, renouncing some of the things that we have come in covenant with um, regarding sickness, healing, finances, and whatever and whatnot. And what you were saying was so true about working two jobs. After my mother passed um, in 2018, 2020, I got sick with diabetes. I was working three jobs, just trying to get money and um, to pay for bills and whatever else whatever I wanted or whatever um, but um, one of the things that she had left me um, which of course she left her insurance policy money and things like that but she left me something spiritually that I couldn't even deny I think I told this story before about how when she passed I watched her praise the Lord praise in the spirit sing in the spirit pray in the spirit all leading up to her taking her last breath. It was so powerful that when I got sick and the doctors was like, oh, she's not going to make it, da 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 you know, um, she should be in cardiac arrest, all of that stuff. I kept telling them, no, I didn't have diabetes. Um, I wasn't sick. They thought I was crazy. But God spoke a word to me at that point when I was in that bed, and he told me that I will live and not die. And so it was an encounter that was undeniable that I was just like, I knew I was going to be okay. Turn around, catching COVID after that and all of that stuff. I just knew my faith was so strong, just even listening to my mother in the natural, her saying she was healed and looking at her, and I'm like nothing but skin and bones and and you know from whatever her sickness was with cancer it was just so powerful that it just i i may not have knew where to go for every scripture but as i got sick i took hold of every scripture that regarded healing i started saying that stuff over myself even though i was struggling to see i lost my eyesight for six weeks but none of that stopped me from praising god and thanking him in advance for my healing 
Um, so I wanted to say that. And then I just wanted to say that um, Declare Victory is truly fertile ground. Um, I was struggling, you know, like I said, working three jobs, two jobs and whatever and whatnot, and um, trying to hold on to everything. God began to speak to me and deal with me about releasing things and, and talking to me about him being a provider, which changed my total mind shift on the way that I was thinking. He spoke to me like, if I would provide the bush and the ram concerning Isaac, if I would provide, you know, the fish and, and the loaves of bread to feed a multitude, why are you struggling to give back to me? Dion, you posted something long time ago, maybe last year, um, about being an unexpected blessing or giving an unexpected blessing. I had $220 in my account. God said, give 60. I said, okay, God, all right. Okay. I could, I could do that. That's workable. I still got a few days ago before payday he turned around told me i think two days later give 120 god now this is 180 now you know i ain't got that much this is me in my head but i said you know what you said that you're gonna provide i'm just gonna trust you to provide i had never seen anything like this ever happen and i'm telling this story again because i am a true believer that you cannot outgive god now that was a total of 180 dollars god pulled that thing around a hundred percent I was applying for a program, surgical technology, and I ended up getting in the program, even though the funding was gone. They said the fund, there was no more funding for the program. My funding, my program got paid for uh, $18,000, and all I did was release what I had, and God multiplied that. So I just wanted to say thank you for that. Um, thank you for just being um, obedient and releasing, you know, what God has given you to release. Um, I know he'll provide. I know that we are not supposed to be. If he, if, he's, if he is in control of everything, silver, riches, gold, all of that belongs to him. Um, you know, we got to shift our mindset when it comes to giving back um, to him. He's the one that provided it in the first place. And then you mentioned something else. I don't know if you exactly said, because I got on the call just a little bit late. But um, about storing up our treasures, um, you maybe didn't say it that way, but that was the way that I heard it, you know, and so I just, I want to thank you. Your declaration was fire, um, and thank you to everybody else on the call, too, their comments. Everything is helping me. I love y'all. I'm going on mute. Very good. Good stuff, Topaz. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing. Anybody else? Hey, uh, Dion, this is a, this is a rich, rich, rich conversation here. And uh, I am definitely taking note, especially when it comes to insurance and just mainly also about that mindless spending, emotional spending, trying to find out where the root of that comes from. Um, but I also want to put out there that I am presently, I have presently started selling insurance myself. Mine is um, final expense because I have seen too many have, you know, had to go on, um, you know, go out and, and it, it list, solicit money to bury their loved ones. So that has been a passion, and so I've decided to go into it. So just putting that out there um, for those that are, um, you know, need insurance for final expense. Um, I, I just want to put that out 
Going what? Good morning. Good morning, Dion. How are you? else before we get ready to release the call. Good morning, Dion. 
This is hey, Patsy. Good morning. Um, uh-huh. Hi, Pat. I just want to give um, a praise report. If that's Amen. Okay. Absolutely. Um, um, it's been a minute because, like you mm-hmm. say, when I had cancer, um, I wasn't able to get up in the morning anymore with all the meds they had mm-hmm. me on. So I was missing mm-hmm. the prayer line. But today is my third day She's back, back. At work. <laughs> and um, I praise God that the cancer is gone. Hallelujah. Um, <laughs> uh, but in the process, they did say they found something else, but they're not sure what it is yet. But I'm believing God. And I just want everybody to keep me up in prayer. My body is still weak, but I'm still able. So I just praise God. Amen. Amen. And and this will turn out like the next. Amen. Good morning. Um, I'll be lifting you in prayer, Patsy. Um, Dion, I just wanted to say real quick, I just really um, appreciated your um, your your share, your dedication, um, and for your grandmother. Um, that was just a beautiful, amazing, her history, her background. And then um, after she, you know, moved on with the Lord, that you were able to see that document that said from the estate. Um, so just God bless you. And thank you for honoring her. Amen. Thank you. Anybody else? Thank All you, right, Grace. Uh, 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 go, go ahead. I'm sorry. I just want to say, Grace, here. You know, I can't say much. It's Zachariah over here. But you know, I heard it all. I love you. <laughs> Amen. Good stuff. Good stuff, good stuff. <laughs> I don't want another text. I got 12 text messages that I've not opened. Don't text me again. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> I, yeah, Come anyway. out. <laughs> Lucy. <laughs> Amen. God be praised. We thank God for um, a morning of planting. I pray that supernatural harvest begin to manifest now in the name of Jesus. I pray that you're so uncomfortable, that you get so frustrated that you do something. That's my prayer. I pray that you uh, roll your eyes in your uh, uh, the back of your mind and say, I can't stand her for telling me this hard truth. But let me tell you what I pray even more than that. I pray that everything in your life begins to shift um, as a direct result of it. And I pray that you will leave an inheritance for your children and your children's children and your children's children's children in the name of Jesus. Again, it's Wednesday. I'll meet you guys right back here at 5 p.m. For those of you that choose not to fast, which is completely fine, uh, we'll hear you tomorrow same bat station, same time. Love you guys. Have a great rest of your day. Love you back. Have a blessed day, everyone. It's a good day to sow. It's a good day to ground. It's a good day to sow. Amen. Amen. Bye, guys. Amen. Bye-bye.